Crash Pod is produced by Corey Blake, Thomas Logue, and Doug Smith, and edited by Thomas Logue. The song Astrovic by Adam Warrock from the New Warriors EP is used with permission. For more overly enthusiastic hip-hop, visit adamwarrock.com, on Twitter at hugewarrock, and on Facebook at Adam Warrock. Write us at crashpod at newwarriors.com. For more about the New Warriors, visit our sites, newwarriors.com, novaprimepage.com, and newwarriors.wordpress.com. So scared growing up, chose to fight back, unprepared for the stuff, so he didn't know his own strength. Found the right friends, cause they protected him from the adults who paid his rent. Became just a part of a bigger thing. You are listening to the Crash Pod, the internet's only New Warriors podcast. My name is Corey Blake from the New Warriors Continuity Continuity Conundrum. Why did I name it with such a tongue twister? Yeah, I know. <laughs> And with me, uh, I have Doug Smith from the Nova Prime page and Thomas Logue from NewWarriors.com. Hello. And we are going to talk about the New Warriors, which is, you know, weird. It turns out we all have very busy lives. Getting to schedule episode two has been quite a challenge. <laughs> Thomas, I think you've been, uh, actually both of you, I think, have been going to conventions just about every other weekend. Because I do the Comic Relief podcast, so we've done a few conventions. And I also went to Alaska. Oh, nice. Not for a convention. <laughs> Alaska Con. Uh, and I also went to Boston as well and uh, did nothing comic-related, really. Yeah, I was at C2E2. That that was pretty much it for me. That's a big con. Yeah, you no. know, I think I'm actually going to do multiple days next year. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we today are doing a little bit of catch-up because of our of our lag time, our uh, 90s image comic scheduling that we have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we have uh, the new New Warriors series, new issues number three, four, and five. We'll catch us up. Uh, Nova number uh, 15, 16, and 17. And then we'll also talk about the original New Warriors series, three, four, and five. First, though, I want to talk about this fan film that I saw that Thomas posted on the New Warriors Facebook page, the uh, Night Thrasher Rave. Did you all get to see it? I did. I don't deserve credit for posting it. Oh, okay. Someone had posted it on the New Warriors wall, so I just reshared it from the wall. Oh, nice. I did watch it. Oh, yeah. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You should watch it. It's it's obviously fan-made, you know, obviously with a, with a very low budget. But it was cool. It was, it was, I liked what they were doing. Yeah, they've got a little <laughs> silhouette cameo. Uh, I liked the little dream sequence in the beginning of his, of his, of his parents. That was probably my favorite part, actually. The only thing I wish he would have done, because he had, you know, like the uh, wife beater for armor. You know, yeah. He had no armor on his arms so i kind of wish he had armor on his arms yeah i mean the helmet was was pretty good and then um yes uh but yeah i agree like the the suit i was kind of like oh he's it actually reminded me of the second volume of new warriors where he was sort of he wasn't really an armor so much as just sort of you know a get-up of some sort but maybe there'll be a sequel and we'll get more more armored up and it actually kind of makes sense because in a way it's kind of sort of fit into the continuity of new of night thrasher of when he was with silhouette midnight's fire and he didn't really have the full armor yet that is true yeah that was neat that was a that was cool to see and i think that's as far as i know the first new warriors related fan film yeah in the new warriors you have speedball everyone loves because he's funny and you know everyone knows nova mm-hmm. everyone knows firestar but he picked night thrasher and yeah. i thought that was pretty cool and that was 
was cool. And I like the little, uh, they, he, he had a little blurb at the, in the end credits there, talking about growing up in Chicago and, and what Night Thrasher kind of meant to him. as, as a Meant to him. Yeah, yeah, that was really neat. So I guess let's get to it. I guess we can talk about three and four, because that's ending that story arc, and then maybe we can talk about five separately, because that kind of is the is the little the button on it, really wrapping up the second half of that story with the high evolutionary. I'm so used to sort of six issue story arcs, so when it wrapped up in <laughs> four, I was like, oh, we're oh we're already done. Like this is this is the the grand finale. Uh, it was cool, and there was a little a lot of little gems that they dropped in. Thomas, what did you think? I really liked it. Of I know I said it last time on the podcast, but of the new warriors, you know that we've had since the original, this by far feels the most natural to me. Yeah, and it's you know it's got a really really good story. He does the backstory like in issue three, he has you know the celestial show up, how he splits it the three humans between human, uh, the Eternals and the deviants and stuff like that. So it's not just you know them running around. He's give, he's always providing backstory. Yeah, I mean he's definitely thought out the premise of the series. It's, you know, again I think we talked about this before, but the way that the team, I mean the team finally comes together at the at these two issues, and and it really does feel like in the spirit of of the original issue number one, where where these characters kind of just kind of stumble onto each other and then decide like we should stay together. Although I like that Scarlet Spider in issue five is kind of still debating it and he's like no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, what did you? Think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I wasn't sure what I, you know, how it was going along, but I think it was a good um, forming of the team arc. The only kind of disappointment I think I had in it came from the Nova side. The High Evolutionary made a, a point of getting Sam and getting his helmet, and then he didn't really do anything with it. The High Evolutionary never really explained so much why he needed it. I mean, he talked a little bit about it, but it didn't seem to bother him that he lost the helmet. It seemed like that the helmet was sort of a, a nice-to-have, and it wasn't really, like, crucial to his plans. It was kind of right. like, oh, this can help a little bit, but uh, it's fine if I don't have it. Well, I think part of it, I'm flipping through issue number four right now. I forgot what those guys are called. The ones that High Evolutionary has going around killing people. Are they just, like, evolutionists or whatever? Uh, I think they're evolutionaries. 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 Yeah. So, in issue four, there's the one that's kind of different than the rest. He looks blue instead of... And he's got Sam by the neck and, like, High Evolutionary. He's, like, looking on with his, you know, hands folded behind his back, like, yeah, you know, I got this. And then suddenly the other new warriors, um, Haichi, Justice, Sun Girl, and Speedball all suddenly pop up and then like a big fight ensues so that yeah. may have been why we never get to hear what he was going to do with the helmet well right. he toward the end of the issue he does say the exandorian intelligence within nova's helmet would have made things more precise it would have been over quicker i will say this so while i was flipping through it in issue number four there's a great like two-page panel of the new warriors fighting the evolutionaries i think that's the first shot of everybody together yeah it really is because they that's when the rest of the warriors appear and then they're all duking it out. And it's kind of cool that we see Haichi can do more than just absorb energy. He changes into that weird bull thing. Or yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was interesting. And I, so I, I don't know if that means that his powers are kind of fluid a little bit. I mean, obviously, he's still learning what they are. So it's kind of interesting. I really liked it. And I like all the characters. I like the dialogue that happens. Uh, the dialogue really is like fun. And the way they kind of respond to each other is, uh, you know, I, I like that. On that subject, I do like how Sam makes a point of saying that no one's been, no one's called him Nova. It's making a point that especially probably Justice and Speedball don't see him as Nova. Because right. he's not rich. Right. Wait, the, in the previous podcast, we made a joke about <laughs> yeah. someone calling him Kid Nova. <laughs> yeah. Kid Nova, they, they, yeah. They actually do it in the yeah. issue. Yeah. I thought that was actually kind of funny that they call him Kid Nova. And I was like, dude, we called it. Like, we said this is what they should do. Yeah, I saw that too. That was pretty funny. Obviously, they heard 
our podcast and did a last minute edit. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. They already been to the publisher and they scrapped the whole issue. They did that little carrot mark and put kid in there. Yeah. They just pulped the entire whatever they published and redid the whole thing just for that. So let me see. I want to talk about Water Snake because she's such a little mystery. Yeah. Uh, so in issue five, I, mean, I guess we're doing three, four, and five all together because I'm jumping around. But, but um, I was going to say, I had something to say about four, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. oh well, then we'll do four first. Let's do that. I just wanted to say that some girls, you know, pretty much brand new. She first appeared in the Superior Spider-Man team-up, and they've been doing a lot with her in the New Warriors, making her stick out, like, you know, where she shoots Haichi and proves that he can absorb energy and stuff like that. One of the things I like is when High Evolutionary has everyone nailed down. You know, all the warriors are pretty much helpless, except for Sun Girl. And, you know, he says, hey, what would you do to save the world? Blah, 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 blah. And then she just blasts him right through the chest and basically says, speak for yourself. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that, that was a really interesting moment to, to really spotlight her. It's interesting how he has characters with certain traits of the originals, but yes. kind of mixed and matched a little bit. Like, you're right, she is a little bit impulsive, like Night Thrasher. She has that sort of, like, how Justice used to be when he was first on the team, is this sort of, like, yay, we're, we're being superheroes. But that scene does kind of echo back to the original New Warriors series towards the end there with Evan Skolnick, where Night Thrasher defeated, what was it, the Dire Wraiths, I think? It was the Queen, I think, yeah, I think, right? And, yeah, uh, Vlox or Volk. Yeah, and everybody else was defeated, and the only reason he wasn't was because he was the human. So you had something about Five? Yeah, so in Five, Justice says to Water Snake, she looks, acts, and sounds, and moves just like Namorita. And so that really changes what she could be. My new theory now is I wonder if she is time-displaced Namorita from the previous Nova series, at the end of that Nova series. And like Namorita, when she went through her Chimera stage, that's what she's going through. That's why she looks different. She's intentionally pretending she's not Namorita because she found out about the history of, you know, what she became, and so she's trying to pretend like she's somebody different, maybe. Even Speedball in number four calls her Nita. That's right, I forgot about that, yeah. What's interesting, though, is when Vance is talking to her, he says, have you ever seen a picture of her, even if she is alive? And then Snake says, she is alive. Our mystics have sensed her return. That is interesting. That's who they think returned is the, the time-displaced one. But then who's she? I guess you could always clone again, so she could just be another clone. <laughs> it still could be her, and maybe she just... Is pretending she, she's When not. she evolved, she has no memory now. Oh, that could be. And then these flashes she's having, which seem to be sort of almost precognitive of the warriors all sort of strapped up and hanging in, in, in upside down and bloody pentagrams yeah. yeah or the little flash she had of the piece of paper and some guy standing behind her I don't know what that is I do like that in issue 5 Hummingbird did that scan on Speedball yeah and picked up the penance and then they kind of drew the penance armor over him her later on totally crushing on him because he's all angsty and he's all angsty yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny some <laughs> girl's like is there another Speedball we're talking about you know Toward the end on five, where uh, Scarlet Spider's talking to Water Snake, and then she seems to have another flash for a panel. Yeah, and, and like you were saying, there's that person standing behind her. Did either of you recognize him? I can't. I mean, it's it's so sort of generic enough. I mean, it could be it could be Thanos. It could be some underwater, you know, like you know, one of the Atlantean villains or something. I mean, it's just too. Well, his hand does look a little specific. Actually, the hand that hand looks like the hand in the beginning of the issue. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. It's the same hand I think at the beginning of the issue with the chessboard. Yeah, I think you're right. The um, second half, or yeah, the third and fourth panel of the chessboard. I mean, this water controlling thing, too, is like a totally different power that she's ever had. Although, she, I guess she, yeah. she did gain alternate powers there for a moment, didn't she? In uh, one of the New Warriors series, where suddenly she could, like, have that acid touch and other stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that's that's a big old mystery. And again, it's like it ties into the whole, like we were talking about, the whole kind of backdrop of the series. What did you think of the art on 5? I like him, but I felt like the 
because of the humor in the story, it almost felt like the way he was drawing was funny, and it almost felt redundant. The way Marcus Toe draws it is a little bit more straight. Like, obviously, there's a fun energy to it, so that kind of juxtaposition of the funny dialogue, I think, is funnier. Yeah, see, for me, I thought the art was okay, all the way up to where Waterstink has her first flashback, where they're hanging upside down. Mm-hmm. After that, the next panel where it shows Scarlet Spider, her, and Justice, like, Justice looked like he weighs, like, 20 pounds, you know, his arms are super skinny. Water Snake's head is, like, super skinny, you know, and it's, like, kind of long. And then, like, in the next panel, you know, they all look really weird. It seemed like the first couple pages he did all right, and suddenly he just got lazy. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a fill-in, like, a, a quick fill-in. I guess the only thing for me is, it, I don't know if it's the anchor, but it seemed awfully dark. I think it's probably both. Nick Roche looks like he inked it himself. It's just, there's no ink, anchor credit. It's just right. artist. Yeah, see, the shipping schedule really, uh, almost like there's two a month. I think they just know we're trying to do a podcast and we can't stay <laughs> caught up. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Nick, Nick Roach is back, is on six. Total Mark, Marcus is back on seven. Any other thoughts about these three issues? I think they're on a good start. Uh, all right, so let's uh, talk about Nova. Number 15, 16, and 17. And so this also wraps up the uh, the storyline here with that pirate, that space Darn. pirate, and then again, has a little epilogue issue. I like those kind of issues, The you know, speaking of five and 17, those kind of like little catch our breath issue between story arcs. Yeah, and then we're going to go right into Original Sin, which I, I'm really looking forward to that. That Original Sin arc will probably answer a lot of questions about Black Novas and all that stuff, right? And his father, it seems like. Yeah, and it goes a little further, longer than I thought. It looks like it's 18, 19, and 20. That's what I thought too, but yeah, it goes right till the end of Original Sin. Nova 15, 16, and 17. Continuation we he's teamed up with, uh, uh, what's the dog's name? Cosmo. Cosmo. And again, you know, my little pet peeve of him kind of just discovering he can do things. Thomas, I think you came up with the, uh, you know, the childlike imagination sort of thing. Yeah. And Doug, you, you came up with the, uh, you know, his helmet mace subconsciously be sort of guiding him a little bit. I just wish there was some sort of indication of, of what. We're 15 issues in. Tell us exactly how this stuff is happening. How does he keep doing all this cool stuff? Still the team up with uh, Beta Ray Bill. He defeats these space knights and then eventually, you know, defeats the uh, space pirate. I just want to say about, particularly about that issue number 15, we were talking in the first podcast about how they keep doing little nods to things you know in the past like you know seeing Cosmo again and stuff like that one thing I really liked because I enjoyed Rom Space Knight series and even though these three characters I don't recall them being one of the many Space Knights that were all shown near the end I do like that they actually say it's from the same planet uh, right? and that it's Space Knights. So I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, it's not just three random dudes in armor. It, you know, we're actually saying, hey, these are the Space Knights from this planet. So if you're familiar with Rom, here's this little bonus for you. If you don't know about Rom, it's three dudes in armor. Right, right. The Disavowed and That's right. Bacon, B-A-K-I-N, Bacon. Nugent. That's Bacon. how I pronounce it. I was all, this dude's name is Bacon? <laughs> I didn't even think of that, yeah. <laughs> and then Nugent, That's... and then Clax. Yeah, I mean, you have the whole Marvel Universe and you have all these characters and races and alien beings. You've got a role for uh, henchmen. Why not cast yeah. something from the Marvel Universe? To me, it shows it's not just lazy writing. You know, this guy actually knows about the Space Knights. Said, you know what? I'm going to use. I'm going to use this lore from Marvel and put it in the series. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was awesome. And I love how Sam teleports them to the same place he <laughs> that uh, Beta Ray, Beta Ray Bill. Bill. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> even size like yeah oh yeah. sam yeah. <laughs> like he just he's just been battling and now he has to fight some more and i like how sam's being written here you know like how he there's a bit of a, a panic to you know to, to fighting the guy and and you know he's just kind of winging it he's just doing the best he can and then he, you know and he he's it just feels like he's a kid i like when he's fighting skarn and he starts getting smacked around a bit and gets his ribs hurt he starts actually wanting bill to show up he does the kid thing he starts to panic you know he's like well you know being outclassed where are you bill yeah, yeah. and then skarn talks some smack and that was probably not the thing to do <laughs> and i like how he when he turned back around and then just started wailing on him how he kept calling him moffat and you know it was just almost like this subconscious rage release and everything in his life that had been against him and he's just taking it out on him and from a writing standpoint i just like how he was blurting out name like calls him moffat and then talking about carrie and scars going who's carrie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me that was that's just like one sequence where i was picturing rich in that position instead of sam yeah i could see that too i could see that and and sort of rich the later rich writer of his you know sometimes when he he uh would kind of uh loses cool. I was going to say, the one thing I really liked about uh, issue 16, I was just flipping through it, is when Nova does beat Skarn and he takes the spear and chucks it into the <laughs> sun. Yeah, right. And then, it's like, um, I did all this good stuff and then uh, yeah, I screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Beta Rayville's like, hey, wh- what did you do? And he's like, don't worry, I took care of it. And he's like, well, what, what does that mean? He's like, oh, I threw it in the sun. He's like, what? He threw it into the sun. That thing splits planets. It can probably survive being thrown in the sun. And he goes, what do you think we should do with Skarn? Just throw him in the black hole? And he goes, yes. And he goes, no! Yeah. So I thought that's just a lot of good fun writing right there. I like moments like that. That make, really makes him feel real to me that, that he's yeah. he's like... He's oh. making mistakes, not yeah. sure what to do. Yeah. yeah, and then he can do one really good thing and then turn right around and then do something. <laughs> mess it up. The one question I kind of had toward the end of 16 is when they're bare the Nova that they had found. I, I was a little, a little confused. Sam is taking the helmet, and then Bill tells him to leave it, but then he's telling him, take what you must and leave what you can. And I kind of wondered, did he take the helmet or not? I mean, I don't, you don't see him with it on the next page, but I guess I kind of wondered if he actually had kept the helmet because it had been so important to him. And there's that necklace that he says he didn't notice before. That kind of caught me off, too. Is is that some kind of subtle subplot that's going on, or? Yeah, I don't know. That's a clue to something? I don't know. Speaking of hel- helmets, in issue 17, uh, his sister gets a hold of his. <laughs> It's interesting because the, the cover, obviously, it seems sort of like, you know, that's what the whole issue is about in a way. But it's a pretty brief moment. The one thing I wish, so you know how you see her on the cover? It's only got like that one, you know, circle and then the little connections on the front of the suit. Right. It looks like she's wearing a dress. I wish they would have actually done that within the comic as well. Yeah. You know, in the comic, when she puts it on, it looks like Nova's. It's got the three dots and everything. Yeah, it's a normal design. Yeah, I like that too. I, I kind of wish that they had done that that design. I thought that was kind of... Yeah, it's a cute, uh, yeah, cute little cute. design. Yeah, I mean, it's only two panels, but still, it would have been kind of cool to see, you know, her version of what she thinks the Nova costume should look like. Right. It is interesting, like, when he changes sometimes, like at the end of issue 16, he's, he's landing at home and he takes the helmet off. Off, and it's like you can see the suit almost like disassembling 
Yeah, and, and I think that that's a, a good um, contrast because that show, and it seems more like it's coming from the helmet that way. I also like uh, in the beginning how he brings that big solid big brick of bucket. gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his mom's like, thanks for the gold, but it's radioactive. Get rid of it. So it's, he, it's maintaining the, you know, he's trying to do good, but it's, he's still messing up. Yeah. Because he's not considering everything. He means well, he just doesn't think it out. Yeah. And then the, there's, there seems to be this recurring theme, this sort of motif of him getting hit on the head <laughs> yes i don't know if that's just done as a running joke or if there's something to that but like you know when he's just floating in space after having thrown the gold into the sun there's this whole, like drifting you know space garbage i guess that just kind of gonks him on the head. head yeah and, and then after his sister blows a hole then a chunk of the ceiling hits him in the head yeah and then there was a seeing the doctor and he had gotten hit on the head and you know yes it seems yep. to be a running thing and i don't know if there's something to that or it's just a funny joke yeah. i like that there's really no villain in this issue it's just you know helps the town out and he's kind of inadvertently uh tipping people off to his to his existence in the town covering his identity doesn't seem to be as big an issue with him even though it's yeah. already been proven to him that it's a possibly bad thing remember when the space pirate gets that one girl yeah. to go after sam's mom and sister you would think at that point he'd be a lot more careful because someone gunned after his family and then uh and then the issue obviously ends with the uh the, the foreshadowing here or not foreshadowing but basically the cliffhanger of the watcher and he spilled all this ketchup all over the place and slipped on it and fell yeah, <laughs> yeah fell down yeah great well i think that wraps up the new issues let's talk about the original new warriors three four and five i mean to me three is really where we start to dig into the characters of the original characters because each one of them gets a couple pages of the mad thinker investigating them and you know he really starts to dig into the characters their worlds their supporting characters and then they come back together and there, there's even mentions about how it's been weeks or you know, maybe even like a month or something that since they've seen each other and they weren't even sure if they were still a team. And I like that sort of like informality of it. They're just like, I guess we're still together, right? I don't know. This is the issue where they actually pretty much say, we are a team. We need to stick together. If we're going to do this, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Like the Mad Thinker talks about how he learned about Speedball through, um, is it Niles? Is that the name of the cat? I've always said Niels, but yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Niles, so. yeah, you're probably right. It's probably Niels. We see it focus on Night Thrasher meeting Syl. We see like Nova getting yelled at by his dad and stuff like that. It was just a really cool issue to see all these individuals suddenly pop up. Because, you know, in the first two issues, they just kind of show up. We don't really know too much about them unless you've read those comics. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time, if you're new to the New Warriors, you know, who were a bunch of B and C possibly D-list characters right. you know, that no one would really know about. So this is the first time you're really seeing them fleshed out in the series. This is really setting up a ton of subplots, really. I mean, Project Earth, <laughs> that envelope with the mother taking off. Uh, and then the Cyanex issue, Speedball is late for. And I really like the art in this issue. Like, I thought that this was one of those issues where Mark Bagley, like, took a step forward. And Cyanex are just a great villain team. What's really cool is, I mean, even though he'd created it, you know, for this issue, and they're, you know wasn't really too much about them. A lot of them get, like, a lot of development later. Like, you know, when uh, I think it's it Impulse or Cornary gets, like, his back snapped. Yeah. And do a whole, like, issue with him in there. Mm -hmm. And then there's the whole issue with math Mathematic with the when the kid gets shot and killed later on yeah right so i mean all these characters got like a lot of cool development later on too it wasn't just like here's like a team that i'm gonna throw out the new warriors 
he actually went back later and did stories on them. You know, obviously all of Genetech, you know, is just a recurring company that, that we just keep, they keep, keep resurfacing. Hindering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, they keep, keep getting in the way of. Five is the first part of that Star Thief story. It seems like the most overtly sort of political, I guess, or topical issue. And it's kind of uh, like how Namorita and Marble Boy are on the, uh, sort of on the opposing ends of it. Yes. They go into a mission, both of them kind of going to the same mission, trying to do the opposite thing. Yeah, and I actually liked the creation of Star Thief. thought even his design was really, really awesome. I think he showed up in an issue of Nova, like the Chris Marinin's run. Um, but again, yeah. He did, as a, as a flashback. Yeah, oh, it was a flashback, okay. And then there's a little bit of a teaser of the uh, Hellions, I think, in the area, the White Queen. Again, Fabian having heavily plotted out the first two years, setting up all the chess pieces again. Yeah, the, the, the only thing I really didn't like... <laughs> With four and five is Nova's in that brown oh, yeah. paper sack costume. Ugh. Never a fan of the brown one. <laughs> but yeah, Star Thief, I thought he was... A, I really wish that they would have used him more often. I love the look of him. I guess I didn't realize that he had just been created for the New Warriors. Because he, to me, he looks like he would have originally been like an Avengers villain. Just based on the design. I, I mean, it does seem like he's that kind of caliber of a villain. And we just never saw him again. Doug, do you remember that? That him showing up briefly in the... In in the uh, in Novas in the Nova series, <sighs> does because remember there's the thing where Beta Ray Bill is talking about how he he knew Nova before, right? And there's a scene where it's Nova and Namorita fighting Star Thief. And it's where Nova actually calls Nita. He called her Rita. That's what it was. Right. Oh. So there is like, it's just a one panel shot of them two fighting. Mm. Am I the only one who remembers that now? It's a flashback. I'm looking at it right now. Nova number 10. So there's a flashback. It's Nova fighting Star Thief. It says, let me handle this. See if this Star Thief can handle the power of Nova. Oh, 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 right, 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 right. Where the the Watcher was showing Sam. So Watcher, you're yeah, right. Yeah, Richie. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to get hired by Marvel and write a Star Thief. Uh, yeah, limited you know, series. I I'd, I'd like to see Sam take on Star Thief. That would be cool. All right. Well, um, anything else? I think are we, are we missing anything. Uh, I noticed that it looks like we need to find out what happens to Rich in Guardians of the Galaxy 18 oh, and 19. Right. Yes, that's big news. And of course, the question is going to be: Is it just going to be a flashback of whatever yes. happened, or is he actually coming back? I think it's a flashback. Yeah, I'm thinking 18 is a flashback and 19 will be present day. I like because your the, hope there. The, the cover <laughs> of 19 to me looks like he riches out of the Cancerverse. Maybe that's all set up to Nova franchise where we'll have two titles. That would be amazing. Well, thanks for listening. This has been The Crash Pod. Uh, my name is Corey Blake. That's Doug Smith and Thomas Logue. And uh, we will be back hopefully next month. Uh, regular schedule. <laughs> yeah, a little more regular, regular schedule. Certainly feel free to email us. Uh, crashpod at newwarriors.com or you can post in the forum at newwarriors.com. We're also on Facebook and um, everywhere else. You know, all of us are on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else. So uh, see you next time. All right. Thank you for listening. Yep. Thank you. The Crash Pod is produced by Corey Blake, Thomas Logue, and Doug Smith and edited by Thomas Logue. The song Astrovic by Adam Warrock from the New Warriors EP is used with permission. For more overly enthusiastic hip-hop, visit AdamWarrock.com, on Twitter at HugeWarrock, and on Facebook at Adam Warrock. Write us at CrashPod at NewWarriors.com. For more about the New Warriors, visit our sites NewWarriors.com, NovaPrimePage.com, and NewWarriors.wordpress.com. 
and ship Instead he traded astronaut stripes for a cape and a night ship And though his father doesn't like it Still he can't deny it Evil he's gotta fight it Yeah, little boy so scared growing up Chose to fight back unprepared for the stuff So he didn't know his own strength Found the right friends Cause they protected him from the adults who paid his rent Became just a part of a bigger thing if Thomas ever returns from life, I'm back. Oh, okay, good. Um, uh, are you alive? Are you alright? Yeah, just hacked up a lung. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, okay, did, you great. Gain, did you gain superpowers from it? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm spitting out green fluid, so I don't know if that's my superpower. Oh no, it's gamma. Gamma ray. You're a Hulk. Gamma mucus. <laughs> uh, mucus angry. And this, that's, um, yeah, I think gamma mucus. Yeah, when you hit gamma mucus, you know that <laughs> it's, it's, time, it's time to call it quits. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else to discuss. Mucus angry. Mucus angry. Mucus angry. Mucus angry. Mucus angry. Mucus angry. Mucus angry.